So I applied to one school, which was NYU, didn't get in. So then it's like, well, well, what do you do? So in 2011, it was a really, really bad economy. So I was painting houses during the day, working like eight, nine hours. And then at night, I was also working as a gym, managing a gym. So I was putting in a lot of hours every single day trying to figure out like, what am I going to do with my life? And uh, I w- ran into a priest friend in my family that was like, hey, you know, I'm at a private school. You really don't need a teaching degree for this. So you could come here and, and teach. So I ended up doing that. And I was like burnt out in like a year and a half because like I had no like classroom management skills. Um, I love to learn. I just wasn't great at conveying that to other people. And in when I was 24, you know, that my second year of teaching, my mom ended up having a really bad stroke. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, everyone. We have a very special guest today that I think you guys are really going to love. He's got some great accomplishments, and he's going to share a little bit about his story and kind of how he started. But let me tell you where he's at right now. Let's just share a little bit about him. So today, our guest is Jeremy Slates, and Jeremy is a founder and creator of his own live podcast, which studies the highest performers in the world. He studied literature at Oxford University, specialized in using podcasting and new media to create celebrities, and was ranked number one in iTunes New and 76 in iTunes Top 100. He was named the number one podcast to listen to by Inc. Magazine in 2019, as well as being named a top influencer by Forbes he succeeded in his podcasting, Jeremy Slates and his wife, Brielle, founded Command Your Brand by helping entrepreneurs get their message out by appearing as guests on podcasts. So isn't that interesting? So you're actually doing what you actually teach other people to do. So I actually love that. (laughs) So Jeremy, welcome to the show today. And I know that you have a lot that you've accomplished, but you did not start there. So share with us a little bit about your story. Yeah. So I grew up in a small town uh, in New Jersey. It's five eighths of a mile in size. It's called Hamburg. Nothing ever happens there except back in the 1920s, Babe Ruth used to golf there. That's about it. Other than that, we don't have a grocery store. We have nothing. Um, I grew up, uh, you know, the son of two parents that both did not go to college. So for them, it was like the ultimate, like that I would one day do that. So I got my undergrad degree in uh, Catholic theology and Torah. Um, I also got my master's in ancient history. So it was kind of like, these are all things that like are going to be very specific in where you're going to go. And that career is I wanted to be a college professor. So I applied to one school, which is NYU, didn't get in. So then it's like, well, well, what do you do? So in 2011, it was a really, really bad economy. 
So I was painting houses during the day, working like eight, nine hours. And then at night, I was also working as a gym, managing a gym. So I was putting in a lot of hours every single day trying to figure out like, what am I going to do with my life? And uh, I ran into a priest friend in my family that was like, hey, you know, I'm at a private school. You really don't need a teaching degree for this. So you could come here and, and teach. So I ended up doing that. And I was like burnt out in like a year and a half because like I had no like classroom management skills. Um, I love to learn. I just wasn't great at conveying that to other people. And in when I was 24, you know, that my second year of teaching, my mom ended up having a really bad stroke. And it was a really, really difficult situation. She was in a coma for about a month. Um, she spent another six months in a nursing home. And um, she's really, she's lost the use of the right side of her body and a lot of her language skills. Like she knows everything she wants to say to you, but the struggle is like actually getting it out to you. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a really difficult situation. And that really like changed my life because it made me look at things in a very, very different way and realize like, what's the impact I'm going to make? Like, what is the purpose I'm going to serve? Like, does it make sense to be unhappy in this job for 40 years? Like, it just didn't make a lot of sense. You know, the crazy part is Donna, like when I was 19, um, I got last rites from a knee surgery gone wrong. Like my lungs collapsed and I spent three days on life support and I actually had a priest come in and give me last rites and it didn't change my life until it was my mom. Wow. And it, like, you kind of like, I guess, get outside of yourself and you're like, wow, like life can happen to you, right? Like it can end. So it took a little while for that to set in, like almost a year for me to make a decision to do something else. And like, I think that's important too, because I think people in your audience may be thinking like, well, something's happened to me and I haven't made a change yet or whatever it is. Like sometimes you're nervous at first, right? You're scared. And for me, it was figuring out what that first opportunity was. And my wife was presented with a network marketing opportunity, which I didn't know what that was. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna be a millionaire in like three days. It's gonna be awesome. It didn't work like that. Um, and it, but it we was, only wish. right. And it, it didn't work like that, but it was kind of that first thing to get me to try something different. I actually quit my teaching job, like on, a, on this whim and I, and I went for it and tried to make it go right for gosh, about two years. And I just, I, I got really good at one thing and that was making credit card debt, uh, not making money. And I ended up quitting that and actually moving into selling life insurance, which I was really good at, but I hated sitting down with somebody and being like, so you need to buy this cause you're going to die. Like it just wasn't a great way to be spending my day every day. It wasn't a great energy to be surrounded with. And my kind of last ditch effort was private labeling and selling products on Amazon. And I left my get my product for a dollar promo code on my listing, lost all of my products in about 20 minutes to the same address in Maryland. So I guess I got scooped. And uh, that was kind of the end of my, what I thought was going to be the end of my entrepreneur experience. So I started working at a friend's web design firm because I had taught myself how to build websites from reading blogs and watching YouTube videos. And I started a podcast called Rock Your Life, which was absolutely horrible. Uh, it was done in about 30 days because it was me literally talking to my, uh, in that day's uh, iBook G4. I didn't even have a MacBook yet. And there was no real great value in it for somebody else. And it took me until the middle of 2015 when I started Create Your Own Life. And it took off. I approached it more like professional. We had 10,000 listens in our first 30 days. And I've gotten to talk to so many people I admire. And it led to me really creating my dream business with my wife. Wow. Wow. Okay, so much you just <laughs> talked about there. That was so much. That's what I was so, telling you, it's like a Beatles song. It's like a long and winding yeah. road. <laughs> Goodness. So, so you had your own issue. You had your own illness that happened, mm -hmm. and sound like it was pretty tragic. Yeah. And then you had your mom that had the stroke, mm -hmm. and it wasn't until your mom had that stroke that you really changed. So, yeah. why? I'm just curious, why yeah. was it that it took your mom before you changed? Because you had a pretty life-threatening disease. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, you know, it's crazy. And I, I don't know if it's because like, I don't know, I was 19 at the time, like you're young, dumb and feel like you're invincible. Like, I, I just don't know. <laughs> and it just it just didn't change for me. You know what I mean? But when it was like my mom, like it was it was a traumatic experience. Like, came real. Um, you know, my dad was out on the golf course at the time. I actually came back from the gym to check on my mom because she didn't pick up the phone. I was like, that's kind of weird. She usually picks up the phone. Um, and I ended up being the one to, to find her and call 911 and like handle this whole situation. And it, when, when that happens, like you kind of go on automatic, just like handling it. And mm. then you get done and you're just like, what the hell just happened? Like, I just remember being in my front yard, like just bent over crying. Oh, and wow. it was just a really, really traumatic experience because I have a very close knit family. And you, you kind of realize like, you know, that's a, that's a person with hopes and dreams and a person that I've always cared about. And I feel like when that happens, it makes you have a realization because it's outside yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes when it's just us, we can be selfish about it. But when it's exactly. somebody else, it really makes us have a different viewpoint on it. It really comes home, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you're a pretty young guy. I mean, uh, my listeners can't see you, but um, you're a pretty young guy. So your mom must be fairly young to have a stroke so young. She had a stroke at 53. She's in her, she's in her sixties now. Um, a lot of people think I'm 18. I'm actually going to be 34 soon. So I, I, I'm oh, a lot wow. older than you look. look really young. <laughs> <laughs> okay wow so 53 that's still very young to have that's a stroke young. yeah at the time um she had uh shingles and it had uh mm -hmm. basically it had gotten over her eyes which can then cause like a neurological issue which then led to you know to a circulation stroke. issue which then kind of led to the stroke um so you know it's it was she had been sick for a little bit with the shingles and we were kind of concerned that that might lead somewhere else and that's kind of when the stroke happened okay so take us back to that the, mm -hmm. to that moment when you knew something had to change yeah what was it that was going through your mind at that time so at that point in time that was 2012 man that was such a long time ago um, I had been with my wife who at that point in time was still my girlfriend for about three years and I just remember going over her house at night every night just being like Ugh. you know just like unhappy just like whatever and like I'm usually a pretty happy guy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty happy go lucky guy. And I just remember sitting down and talking to him and I like, I love my dad dearly, but I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm becoming my father. Like, you know, he's just always worked really, really hard, but he's always tired and beat up at the end of the day. And I was just like, I, I never wanted to be like that. And I feel like when I had that realization, I'm like, you know, I'm in my twenties. Like I, I don't want to be old before my time. And I, I really feel like there's, there's kind of more for me here. And the interesting thing is too, like, um, my wife has always been somebody that, you know, she's always had her, her before we worked together, she had her own job, her own career. So she never really like depended on me for anything. She's a very strong person. And she always told me that like, you know, you're capable, you're athletic, you're articulate, you have a lot of these things going for you, you meant for so much more, I think you could do so much more with yourself. She's always like, I guess, talk me up in a lot of ways. So I've always kind of had that support system there too. And I think that's always helped, you know. Oh, that definitely helps. I think that's wonderful that you have a wife that supports you and helps you along that way. So when you had that realization that, hey, I don't want to end up like my dad. I'm in my 20s. I already feel like yeah. my dad. Think about being in this job for another 30 years. That was probably this really realization of just like, oh my goodness, something has to change. Yeah. So is that when you started this um, command your brand or was that something that evolved after some of your other... So that was, so first it was the network marketing opportunity. This is back in 2012. So I did that from 2012 to like 2013 ish, somewhere around there. 
uh, started selling life insurance after that. And Command Your Brand didn't happen until the beginning of 2016. So we're uh, closing in um, on the start of our fifth year of, of being in business. And um, that initially started as a company called Slate Media Productions. And what we were doing was like kind of like a done for you podcast model. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, lo- I love people's first products too, because it's always like, you think like this is it and this is going to be like the final iteration and there's going to be no more changes. So this is a podcast in a box. And what we did, at least that's what I called it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to hire anybody yet. I didn't know how to outsource anything. So I was employee number one, two, three, four, and five. I was everybody. And um, what we did is we didn't just record someone, help them someone with their podcast. We built their website, didn't ran their social media, booked all of their guests, did their interview format, did their editing, uh, did all the publication and stuff after that. So literally the person just had to show up. And it was a great service idea if you have a team. Um, but when yeah. you're kind of doing it all yourself and you know the first time you pitch this idea to somebody, you're like, so it's going to cost $20,000. And they're like, cool, I'll give you $1,500. i am like, okay, I'll take that. Um, so at the same time, like you weren't really, I wasn't really making a ton of money. Right. Um, I was brand new in this whole business idea. And, you know, that's when my wife kind of came in and was like, well, you know, if we're going to do this, we got to help people with their PR as well, because if they want these shows to get noticed, they have to get out there. So we started showing them how to get local. We started getting local media placements for them. We started getting them on podcasts and we found that they really liked getting on podcasts. They're like, well, you know, I'm running a business and doing all this stuff. I don't want to have a podcast and be on them. Let's just be on them. So we dropped, dropped all the other stuff. And that's really where the idea of command your brand came from. We saw like the 80% people didn't really need, we could do the 20% they, they did need and really just focus on doing the best job at that. Mm. Yeah, I think as uh, entrepreneurs, when we get into a business, we think we can do it all ourselves. And then we realize uh, it doesn't really work very good yeah. to do it that way. So I totally know where you're coming from. And um, I love that you evolved in, and kind of figured out how to make this something really powerful. So mm-hmm. you help entrepreneurs be able to then go out and be seen and heard on these mm-hmm. podcasts. Yeah. And, and there's a lot more around that too, because I feel like, you know, you could go on a podcast and if it's not the right audience, it's not great for the host and it's not great for you, the guest. And if you show up and you're not um, well-spoken or you don't know how to like kind of put the stories together and stuff, it also couldn't go well for you. So we really started taking a look at like, how do we really narrow down the targeting here? Like, how do we make sure it's going to be a great fit for the host and a great fit for the guest? And we really started taking a look at that. Okay. So you are perfect customer, your perfect client who are their opinion leaders? Because you're going to find out, like, I'll give you an example of the financial space, right? Like somebody could listen to Dave Ramsey or somebody could listen to uh, like Susie Orman on the other side of things. And those two may not agree with each other. Mm-hmm. So your perfect person and who they listen to is going to have a lot to do then with the type of type of audience you're going to want to speak to. And then after that, we take a look at what we call story message call to action, tying together somebody's personal story, the key teachable points they're going to talk about and where they want people to go at the end. Because that's really, really vital to kind of making this whole experience work And then at the same time, it's like, what are you going to do with content? Because I find that with any piece of media, whether it's a podcast, whether it's an article, whether it's a TV, radio feature, whatever it is, people think that the end all be all is just being on that show. When actually it's what you're going to do with this content after, because Mm -hmm. you can use it to send more traffic to that show. You can use it to help your own branding and positioning. You can use it to, um, you know, do different things in your marketing. So like we try to teach people about a lot of that too, because it's vital. It really is. I love that. Well, it sounds like a wonderful company that you have that's really helping a lot of people. I really love that. So how can our listeners be able to find you? Where where do they find you at? 
Yeah, so they can find us at commandyourbrand.com, which we finally got in January this year, by the way. Somebody's been holding it hostage for about two years. So we, we, ah. we, we, we kind of moved, we finally moved from commandyourbrand.media to commandyourbrand.com. Perfect. Oh my goodness. I totally can relate with that because I also have that problem. So <laughs> working on that right now. <laughs> well, find yourself a good domain broker. There's people that are actually like do the deal for you. And then they don't have to tell somebody who they're purchasing for, because Uh if that person knows how valuable it is to you, they raise the price. So if you get somebody Uh as a domain broker, they'll get the deal done for you and get the best rate. Oh, very cool. Thank (laughs) you for sharing that. That's awesome. So um, I always ask my guests, what was the one thing that really made the biggest transition for you as you, I mean, obviously you had a lot of trials and error and, and things like that, but you still came out on top. Yeah. So what was it that made the biggest change for you to be able to do that? Gosh, you're, you're asking me and I'm seeing like several different places, but if I had to pick one thing, I'd honestly say having the podcast. And I say that because it's been like some of the greatest personal development I've ever done of having a podcast. Cause I get to learn from some of the most incredible people in the world and spend time with them. And if you didn't have this platform, you know, like you do as well, like, people wouldn't have a reason to chat with you and wouldn't have a reason to share a lot of this information with you. So it's been incredible that way. And at the same time, you know, it's taught me how to interview better. So I have better conversations. It's taught me how to speak better. So like, you know, I, I speak in front of thousands of people now. I, I couldn't have imagined that when I was, you know, starting this show when I, I did it not as video the first time, cause I didn't want anybody to look at me. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, it's been some of the best personal development I've done and it's helped me in everything, every way in my life. Oh, I can totally relate with that completely. Um, It's definitely been so empowering. I remember when I first started this, I I actually had tears in my eyes because I thought, oh my gosh, I get to do this for a living. And I get to meet these cool people. And it was just so fascinating to me. So I totally can relate where you're coming from. And it does definitely help with your speaking ability and being able to be comfortable, you know, speaking and, and sharing things. So um, Jeremy, I just appreciate you coming here today and sharing your message. And I know you have a freebie for our guests today too, that you're mm-hmm. going to share that will help them. So tell us a little bit about your freebie. Absolutely. So um, it's called the seven reasons you're not getting featured on your favorite podcast. Um, because honestly, like I didn't really know in the beginning, like, why was this working? Why was it not working? What was happening? And I find that like a lot of people just don't know the basic PR functions they are going to help them get that. So I put together an awesome white paper called the seven reasons you're not getting featured in your favorite podcast. And they can get that over at commandyourbrand.com slash seven reasons. And the word seven or the number seven will work for that. Perfect. Well, thank you, Jeremy, again, for being here. Beautiful story. I'm so grateful that you're doing so well. And thank you for bringing this awesome um, company to help our entrepreneurs. I think they're going to really enjoy it. So thank you very much. Well, thank you so much for having me, Don. I really hope we were able to help just at least one person out there today. Oh, thank you. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.